Hello. Wherever you're listening to us, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I'll be speaking with Meghna Suryakumar, founder and CEO of Credit Watch, who helps lenders and borrowers find transparency with her AI-based technology. That's after these headlines. Reliance Geo Infocom and Google shared more details around their jointly developed made-for-India smartphone called GeoPhone Next coming later this year. Based on an optimized version of Android and Play Store with features that are built specially for GeoPhone Next, the two technology organizations have worked closely to create a smartphone experience aimed at addressing the unique needs of millions of smartphone users across India, the company said in a press release. While being ultra-affordable, Geophone Next is packaged with features like the Google Assistant, automatic read-aloud of screen text, language translation, smart camera with augmented reality filters, and much more, Mukesh Ambani, chairman and MD of Reliance Industries, said in the release. Geophone Next will be available in the market from the auspicious date of Ganesh Chaturthi, 10th September this year, he said. Our teams have optimized a version of our Android OS especially for this device, Google and Alphabet CEO Sundar Pichai said. The handset will support the latest Android updates. It is built for India and it will open up new possibilities for millions of new users who will experience the internet for the very first time, he said. Separately, the two companies also announced a deal under which Reliance will shift its core retail businesses to Google Cloud's infrastructure. They will be able to take advantage of Google's AI and machine learning, e-commerce and demand forecasting offerings, Pichai said in a blog post. Harnessing the reliability and performance of Google Cloud will enable these businesses to scale up as needed to respond to customer demand. Disney plus Hotstar India's largest streaming platform has announced over 250 job openings across different levels and verticals to drive its next phase of rapid growth and transformation. Disney plus Hotstar plans to recruit engineers, marketers and consumer growth personnel across client platforms, personalization of video content, payments and subscriptions. Our commitment to expanding our workforce reflects our confidence in India's immense growth potential as we seek to create engaging content for the next billion digital viewers, Sunil Ryan, president and head of Disney Plus Hotstar, said in a press release. In these disruptive times, we are keen to create opportunities for talent to thrive in an environment built on the core values of diversity and inclusion. We endeavor to continue transforming the digital entertainment experience by designing innovative business models while embracing complex technical user and business challenges along the way, he said. Tata Consultancy Services announced the general availability of quads for markets, designed to help market infrastructure institutions such as exchanges, depositories, central banks, payment infrastructures, private banks, custodians and issuers offer end-to-end next-generation services around tokenized securities. Quads for Markets helps MIIs use blockchain technology to offer services such as KYC, AML, token issuance, order management, matching, atomic settlement, 
ക്രിപ്റ്റോ കസ്റ്റഡി ഡിജിറ്റൽ ആസറ്റ് സർവീസിംഗ് ജനറൽ മീറ്റിംഗ് സർവീസസ് ആൻഡ് ട്രേഡ് സർവേലൻസ് ന്യൂ സൊല്യൂഷൻ പ്രൊവൈഡ്സ് ഔട്ട് ഓഫ് ദ ബോക്സ് സപ്പോർട്ട് ഫോർ മൾട്ടിപ്പിൾ ആസറ്റ് ക്ലാസസ് ഇൻക്ലൂഡിംഗ് ഈക്വിറ്റി ഫിക്സഡ് ഇൻകം വാറൻസ് ആൻഡ് അസെറ്റ് ബാക്ക് ടോക്കൺസ് ലൈക് റിയൽ എസ്റ്റേറ്റ് ഗോൾഡ് ആർട്ട് നോൺ ഫഞ്ചിബിൾ ടോക്കൺസ് ആസ് വെൽ ആസ് ലോയൽറ്റി പോയിൻറ്റ്സ് ഇൻവെസ്റ്റേഴ്സ് ക്യാൻ ബെനിഫിറ്റ് ഫ്രം എ ചോയ്സ് ഓഫ് സെറ്റിൽമെൻറ്റ് ഇൻ ഫിയാറ്റ് കറൻസീസ് ക്രിപ്റ്റോ കറൻസീസ് സ്റ്റേബിൾ കോയിൻസ് ആൻഡ് ഡിജിറ്റൽ കറൻസീസ് സസ് ഗെയിനിങ് ഫ്രം ബോത്ത് ലിക്വിഡിറ്റി ആൻഡ് ഫ്ലെക്സിബിലിറ്റി അമാഗി a leader in saas for broadcast tv and streaming tv on the cloud has announced that shorts tv is expanding its presence to emea latin america india and nepal through amagi's centralized cloud based platform being a traditional broadcast tv network shorts tv has opted to avail the flexibilities that the cloud has to offer by employing standard managed playout services through Amagi Cloud Port owned and operated by Shorts International Shorts TV is the world's first and only 24 bar 7 linear and OTT HD TV channel dedicated to short form movies and series it has the most extensive catalog of quality short form video content that is available on TV online and in theaters they also produce original short film content for broadcasters and brands Shorts TV first implemented Amagi Cloud Port in October 2019 to deliver world-class short movies in high definition to leading pay TV platforms across the US. Similarly in EMEA Latin America, India and Nepal, Shorts TV content is delivered to premium cable TV and OTT platforms. Razorpay becomes the first payments partner enabling Twitter's tip jar feature in India. Twitter's tip jar is a feature available to some users that allows you to send and receive money from other Twitter users using third-party service providers. Twitter users in India can use Razorpay to accept payments via tip jar. This feature is available on iOS and Android. Class Plus, an e-commerce enablement platform for coaching centers, solo tutors and online content creators, has raised 65 million dollars in a series C round led by Tiger Global GSV Ventures and EdTech focused fund along with existing investors Alpha Wave Incubation which is backed by Disrupt AD and managed by Falcon Edge Bloom Ventures and RTP Global also participated in the round founded by Mukul Rustagi and Bhaswat Agarwal in 2018 The new round of financing is testimony of Class Plus's market leadership and strong growth trajectory the company said in a press release. This is the fourth round of funding raised by the company in the last 15 months. Sequoia Capital's Surge and Times Internet are also the early backers of Class Plus. Teachers use Class Plus to streamline all their communication, launch cohort-based live courses and manage student groups via the platform. The Shopify-like solution also helps them deliver their live lessons, automate their daily tasks, run student engagement programs along with building and marketing their online courses. All this helps teachers to invest more time in creating high-quality content and build an enduring business for themselves. Progcap, a fintech startup found focused on retail financing, 
has raised $25 million in Series B funding led by Tiger Global and existing investor Sequoia Capital India at an undisclosed valuation. The newly infused equity capital will be used by the startup to expand its team and diversify its product offerings. Founded by Pallavi Srivastava and Himanshu Chandra, ProgCap offers collateral free loans to retailers across the country. It claims a user base of 300,000 retailers across 50 corporates and 15 billion rupees in loan disbursals till date. The fintech startup aims to reach more than 5 million enterprises by the end of 2023. Its last funding round was in February when it raised $1.4 million in debt from Stride Ventures and others. We are excited to have Sequoia Capital India double down on ProgCap and thrilled to have Tiger Global join us in our journey, ProgCap founders Srivastava and Chandra said in a statement. United Capital acted as the exclusive financial transaction advisor to ProgCap. WealthDesk, an investment technology platform, has raised funding from Matthew Syriac, former Blackstone partner and co-head of India PE, in his personal capacity. With this final tranche, WealthDesk has closed its pre-Series A round at $3.2 million. Earlier this year, WealthDesk had raised the first tranche of its pre-Series A funding from individual investors, including senior leaders from global banks, market participants and other top corporates. Founded in 2016 by Ujwal Jain, WealthDesk is an investment technology platform that captures the entire asset management and advisory value chain from portfolio creation on top of equities and ETFs to productizing them into investment products called wealth baskets, which are stock and ETF portfolios that are now available to retail investors on top of broking. WealthDesk also enables large-scale distribution through broking partners with strong network effects. Meghana Suryakumar is founder and CEO of CrediWatch Information Analytics, a data insights-as-a-service company that provides lenders and businesses actionable credit intelligence that improves transparency and helps them boost their lending and trading operations. CrediWatch does this with no human intervention by using AI, machine learning, and natural language processing to provide a dynamic trust score on the unbanked small and medium-sized enterprises, an untapped opportunity worth billions of dollars. I spoke to Meghana about how her company could also play a critical role as more partnership emerge between fintech companies and traditional banks in India. Uh, Meghna, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you for making time for this. And uh, for folks who are not familiar with uh, CrediWatch, uh, perhaps you could start with uh, the idea behind your company when you started in 2016. What was the opportunity you were looking at? Yeah, hi, uh, Hari. Thanks for having me over. Uh, you know, CreditWatch is an AI-based platform and we provide financial insights, systems and tools for lenders and businesses. And we do this using the latest, you know, computational techniques and AI. Uh, you know, the way we started off was, you know, actually, you know, before I started CreditWatch, I used to be a corporate lawyer. And when I did due diligence on businesses, you know, this is over a decade ago, the process was extremely manual. So it was very difficult for us to be able to get enough data points about the risk of a business 
I had to actually literally visit the courts, different regulatory offices, and spend weeks, sometimes even months, getting information on the business. Uh, similarly, you know, if when, when a business applies for a business loan, the process is extremely similar. It can take four to eight weeks for a business to get a business loan. Uh, and you know when in some in, in 2006 2007 the government of india started digitizing uh, you know the data uh, public data about businesses and they started digitizing a lot of information because india is a part of the public data movement so when this happened this kind of led me uh, to a very uh, exciting possibility that if we are able to actually make sense of this data and provide business insights and financial insights and different very uh, important insights about a business you could actually solve multiple business uh, problems because you can make that decision. Uh, and at the same time, you know, uh, the, my co-founder, who's my husband, had a background in dealing with data and technology, and he's worked with technology companies all over the world. And so his, some of his experience was in handling such large public data sets and converting them to insights. So we decided to kind of pool our capabilities together and build a solution uh, which would help businesses make data-driven decisions. And, you know, fintech was taking off in India, you know, in, in the past four or five years, and many lenders were looking at automating the entire lending process and they were looking at alternative data sets and financial data sets to add which could be consumed via api or electronically to go into these automated systems to make credit decisions so that's how we started serving our first use case with lenders and eventually you know after working with 20 plus large financial institutions and lenders and fintechs we kind of realized that businesses can use the same data to make decisions about their vendors suppliers a lot of small businesses have larger businesses as their customer. So if they get early insights on any uh, red alerts about the financial uh, position of a customer, then you know if a large check is potentially at risk, they can make early mitigating measures. So that's how Credit Watch uh, you know, has now become a go-to tool, not only for lenders, but also for businesses. Hmm. So what are the uh, main products today at Credit Watch? So Credit Watch uh, has a lot of, um, you know, decisioning tools and analytics. We have something called a trust score, which is like a civil score for a business, where you could evaluate, uh, you know, if you want to do business with a new partner, new supplier, or a new new borrower, you'd be able to get a good snapshot as to whether, you know, uh, if the business is trustworthy or not from, you know, some of its uh, behavioral aspects you would get from its compliance data, its, you know, current financial position, whether the business is highly litigious, if there's any adverse news about it, uh, you know, things like that, we're able to get a score. Similarly, we also have something called an early warning score, where, you know, if once you have someone as your business partner or vendor, you can monitor them and get alerts every month as to whether if there are any red flags. For example, if a business is likely, they would have not filed GST for three to four months, they could probably not even pay your bill, right? Uh, if there are some new court cases against one of your uh, key distributors, partners, or you know, for a bank against, you know, if the bank sees that the borrower has a huge case that's just filed against him, it's likely that they could be default. So there's also a monitoring tool. So we have tools for assessment and tools for monitoring. Hmm. And and uh, on your website, you've mentioned one of your latest products is a self-service uh, dashboard. Uh, explain how businesses can use this. Sure. So uh, you know, businesses. Uh, in the self-service dashboard, you know, the businesses can just search for any entity that they want to get more information on. And all the public data aspects of that entity that's available in the public domain, which is digitally RTIable, uh, 
and and which is in the public domain would would be neatly organized in a dashboard and a lot of you know important insights would be derived from that and you kind of get a score so you can order for a trust score you could get like a business report you could also do like a, a credit check a lot of businesses are doing that we have a company in hyderabad who's a customer and they have second hand um, vehicles that they buy and then they add lithium batteries they add batteries to it and convert them into electric vehicles and they lease them to logistics so they have a few lakhs exposure on the corporate lease that they get from these logistic companies so they take some of our advanced credit reports to figure out whether or not these logistic companies will pay the monthly rental or not so you can you know get several kinds of reports insights and analytics on the dashboard to help you make decisions about your customers and vendors that's how business can just sign up uh, you know there's an automatic payment option it's diy it's and the ui is very simple and intuitive and everything kind of happens at one click hmm and uh, your technology uh, tracking red flags and potential distress at businesses and uh, i understand it, the lead time you are able to generate is as uh, long as a year ahead uh, so explain how you use uh, ai uh, robotic process automation and so on uh, to do some of these things sure so uh, you know uh, we have a wealth of information out there in the public domain right but you know for a business owner he just wants to know whether there's trouble or no trouble right they just want a simple output even for the banker right they might you could generate 200 300 red alerts on a business but they just want to know whether or not this is going to impact their ability to repay the loan on a you know a timely manner right they people just want to know simple uh, outputs or they want to know simple answers right to do to do that what we essentially did was we did a lot of machine learning on all the different data points we had right on and we did this uh, on on like a 4 to 5 year time timeline basis where we looked at companies on a span of 4 to 5 years as to how you know they have evolved and what all events happened around these companies and then we also uh, you know in the in the public domain there are a lot of companies that have defaulted on loans too right we have a lot of those names available and we then it's the data analysis even on those sets of companies and then we looked at you know if credit watch you know was uh, you know uh, uh, used on these companies at what point in time could we have predicted that these companies are likely to get into trouble whether they you know whether it's fraud or default or financial distress right and what were the data points that we looked at from the entire world of data that we had which were most predictive about those uh, you know events of distress right and then we found that there were about 11 different parameters and which were very very predictive about that distress and then we convert and then we also did some machine learning on how much weightage do you need to give each of these uh, you know different data points and we did that on 4 5000 companies uh, and we've been you know we did a lot of pilots with banks we back tested it and you know over a two two three year period you know we've kind of been able to uh, come up with you know two or three different upgrades and versions of our early warning algorithm as we call it where ultimately the result was that our current model which is xg boost uh, that we use uh, to predict this kind of uh, you know scenarios is actually 10 to 15% more predictive than the traditional regression models that are used for risk management today so that's how we're able to do it hmm. you have spoken about a lot of change happening in financial services in india with the rise of uh, fintech companies and their partnerships with banks uh, how do you see this uh, playing out in the coming years especially given that many of these neo banks are not profitable themselves 
So, uh, you know, it's very early days uh, for us at this point, uh, you know, to say whether somebody is profitable or not. We at least need a 10-year horizon, right? And in the next five years are going to be extremely crucial where you would see that there would be a lot of different business models which would be very successful. Uh, it's very essential for fintechs to partner with financial institutions because the whole point of fintech is to be able to do everything that would be required uh, to, uh, to complete a financial transaction, like a loan transaction or opening a bank account or any of these financial services transactions, uh, right? In, a fintech should be able to do that uh, without being affected by regulation. And that's why the partnership between the bank and the fintech is extremely important because if the fintech would do this on behalf of the bank as behind the bank with the bank, as the primary uh, you know, organization that's front-ending the customer, then you know, the bank is sophisticated and large enough to be able to handle and comply with these regulations. And the fintech would be a partner behind the bank, executing this in a seamless way, uh, giving the customer experience, uh, the RPA and the automation, and also the different benefits uh, and the ability to look at different data sets and, and look at a larger audience of borrowers, whether it's retail or whether it's business, to be able to penetrate into the underbanked and unbanked sectors. So that is why these partnerships are extremely important. Hmm. And at uh, Credit Watch, uh, what is the business model like? How does your company make money? So Credit Watch primarily uh, has uh, two kinds of customers, right? Uh, lenders are our customers. We provide what we call lending as a service, where we have a full stack uh, of services right from helping you onboard a customer, a business customer, and, and acquire different kinds of data set using their consent. Uh, then we have the ability to look at the wealth of public data and analyze. And we also have the ability to read the data that the bank would have on its system within the bank's own infrastructure. So combine these proprietary data sets and help them underwrite it into a credit score. Then we also have the ability to monitor companies and give analytics, which is useful for risk monitoring as well as collection. So it's a full end-to-end -end stack that we have. So that's how we would work with lenders, right? We do scoring as a service, lending as a service. We've also built a lot of AI models uh, that are now being adopted by banks. From the business's perspective, you know, businesses use Credit Watch, uh, especially through our DIY platform or through our APIs. They would use it to uh, monitor a supplier or a customer, right? They would monitor it to and they would use Credit Watch to discover more customers. Right, you'll be able to, uh, we've just come up with a natural language query, which we're just releasing right now, where let's say that, uh, you know, I'm, uh, a particular business and I'm looking for businesses in, let's say, the uh, medical equipment space who I want to, uh, you know, uh, you know, who I would want to work with, then I could say, find me medical equipment companies in, uh, you know, Bombay or finding medical equi equipment companies in Kolkata. I can just run a natural query, right? And then I could also give more parameters with revenue or, or other kinds of different parameters. And then I would have that. And then I could also do a little bit of due diligence on them, find out what kind of revenues they have. And then I could go identify these guys as my potential customers or my partners or distributors. So we have those... Uh, so we have the discovery ability. That's what businesses would use us for. They would also use us to get trust scores, uh, do KYB, you know, the KYC, what we do for individuals, we call it KYB for businesses. So whoever you want to have as your business partner, your supplier, even large corporates, or whether it's even a smaller business, you would always want to know that you're dealing with a trustworthy party. So we have, they can do that. And we can also uh, monitor these uh, suppliers, uh, uh, you know, if they're in that flag. In fact, businesses can also go one step ahead and you know they could just integrate the QuickBooks Zoho ERP, where automatically for the entire set of key customers and vendors, we'd be able to generate data within their business's own private cloud and give them all of these analytics. 
by and large uh, the lenders as well as the businesses who use your products and services they uh, it's it's based on a subscription is it yes so we are a saas based company for the businesses with businesses it is based on a simple subscription model a lot of our services are also pay as you go which means you could you know uh, you know you could decide how much you want to spend and you can decide if you only want five reports or 10 reports you just want to monitor companies for two months and the whole year uh, with the enterprise also it's all a subscription based and we have you know multi multi year enterprise contracts with them hmm uh you've raised uh, some funding from uh, well known investors uh, are you looking to raise more money and uh, what are the next big steps at credit watch yeah so we raised series a uh, as any fast growing startup you uh, you know we would need to constantly raise funds at the appropriate time to grow to the next level and we are uh, currently looking at raising our next round hmm and 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 what are the next big steps uh, at credit watch So, in terms of, in terms of our next steps is for us to look at uh, you know onboarding a few thousand businesses this year and analyzing the problems more deeply. You know, one of the things that we observed during the pandemic, which kind of also inspired us to come up with the DIY platform, especially from a collections angle, was that you know in the government's e-samadhan portal, about sixty-eight thousand applications were filed by MSMEs. For nineteen thousand crores of overdue invoices, so collections is a big issue with small businesses. The defaulters are usually larger businesses, and so, or sometimes even governments themselves who really delay payment. So we realized that if you have analytics about these larger businesses, which would give you some early signals, it could help you focus your collections better because you know large businesses they uh, tend to have enough data in the public domain, and you know you might be able to you know assess you know uh, a potential risk or default a little earlier than you know a customer not paying you after the invoice due date. So that's one of the reasons why we kind of really focus on the trust score and the monitoring also for businesses. So what we want to do in the next twelve months is to kind of Work with a few, few, you know, with all our businesses and go deeper and understand how we can help them collect, uh, grow better, how we can help them collect better, right? And how do we help go to the next level? Because uh, Credit Watch's vision is to uh, ensure that you know businesses use these financial systems, insights, and tools to grow and to empower them to be who they want to be. And uh, you know, the next six to twelve months, our focus is going to be on working with all of our new customers uh, and learning more and more to be, you know, to serve them better. Excellent. Uh, truly interesting uh, conversation. Uh, very in- insightful. Uh, Meghna, thank you again for making time for this. We hope to keep the conversation going. Yeah, thanks, Harry. It was really nice speaking to you. That was Meghna Surya Kumar. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Harry Arakli. Thank you for listening.